Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Now You Know Akron podcast. Brought to you by the journalists of BeaconJournal.com. Each week, they will share their expertise on Akron and Summit County. Now, here's your host, Craig Webb. Well, we welcome you back to the Now You Know Akron podcast and our continuing uh, series about decisions by reporter Tony Beans. And we're also joined by Chris Harvey. And and this one is, you know, I, I hate to say it, it's one I don't know a lot about. And it's called Changing Careers and uh, and Starting a Career. So I, I think I started a career. So so first of all, welcome, both of you. Thanks. Thanks hey. for having us on here, Craig. And Thank it seems like I'm, me, becoming, I'm becoming a little cliche, and I say this every time. I, uh, full disclosure, I've only had two jobs. You know, looking back since I graduated from college, I mean, it's crazy. I'm, I'm 54, and I've only had – I worked at my uh, first newspaper for 10 years, and I've been at the Beacon for 22. And so I, I think I'm an oddball because I, I have friends, even my contemporaries, who are like, it, it's just crazy that, that I've only had, had two uh, jobs, two business cards. I've changed jobs, I guess, within the jobs. I have more than two business cards, but I'm really, I, I think, out of step. I mean, Tony, what, what, you know, tell me a little bit about – what you found and, and why you picked this particular topic for this series of articles about making decisions. Yeah. So um, the reason I ended up picking this is very similar to the reason I ended up picking the other topics um, is because I was trying to see what big decisions people, you know, were they had bound to make and what they thought about those big decisions. And I specifically focus on the ones attached to the American dream. And, you know, part of that is you're coming home from your office job to your like, you know, your suburb house with your 2.5 kids or whatever. So the whole job part of that is kind of interesting because a lot of the ways people are looking at jobs and careers now is very different than in the 1950s, 60s, when that kind of ideal was made. So that's why I kind of focused on that. And uh, so far, what I found is, you know, a lot of people have been, you know, they kind of they do have very different views. A lot of people are like, you know what, you got to do what you got to do. You might if you want to change to have something that you enjoy, then then go, then do it. You know, they're very uh, I don't think I found very many people that were kind of like, no, you should stay wherever you are. You know, that'll benefit you more than changing. So that was really cool. I think I, I saw this quote that you said, I, I think the days of people staying at one or two jobs a quarter of their lives is on the way out, if not already out. So I've been canceled. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm a, I'm the, uh, I'm the canceled generation. Uh, no, but I mean, so is that kind of your, your, your thoughts too? I mean, the way you. Yeah. I just think at this point, it's kind of the reality. And it's just like, uh, if you have, if somebody is trying to stay at a place like props to you, everybody's life is different. So you got to do what works for you. But I just feel like with the reality of just the way things are right now, um, and even before COVID, it was just like, hey, you can stay at one place, but it might not be like financially feasible, if that makes sense. Like you could be missing out on uh, raises, promotions, more responsibilities. And I feel like now I kind of equate jobs almost to like now where we're in the, I would say like almost like a sports contract era of such. It's like, well, these are my talents. These are what I'm good at. 
if it's not being acknowledged here or if this is just doesn't the right fit because sometimes it's just not the right fit it's nothing on the employer or the employee side it just doesn't fit and so sometimes you're just like hey i'm gonna have to go move to this place because they're offering me x y and z and that fits so I, i think just with the more modern times and contemporary times i think it's kind of a like almost kind of hard to choose not to now i mean i'm sure there's some jobs like i said if you land something and you know it's going to be good and it works out stay there you know do what works for you if you're happy stay there but like it's also a, a employee's market right now and i think it's kind of been that way for a minute so i mean what, what about your own work history what have what have you done in in, in your own you know career so far um, well, so my work history, it, uh, I started out when I was in high school. I joined the military, just the Ohio National Guard. I did that for six years and was going to school. I went overseas for a year. I came back, um, ended up going into security because I was like, I was in that spot where I like, I have three years left in the guard. Still kind of not sure about school. So I don't want to use up all the benefits to really narrow down what I want to do but I need to pay bills. So I started working security and was doing that for like, I think I did that for about four or five years. At the last, I started, like I said, I started at the last halfway point in my enlistment. So I uh, did that for about five years. And the last year of security, I was like, okay, I think I know what I want to do. I'm ready to go back to school. And initially I was going to go to school for like web design and web development. And one of the first classes I had to take was a visual communication design class. And it was more focused on graphic design. And then I was like, whoa, that's it. That's the thing that I want to do that, you know, web design and development was cool. But like this, this is what clicks. This is what I want to do. So I started, uh, I switched my major. I was at uh, uh, Tri-C Community College. I switched my major and I started going to uh, graphic design, that whole curriculum. And then once again, I was like working part time. I was still working security going to school and then I started discovering that also with graphic design is like oh I don't have to work at a traditional place either I can freelance or I can work at a place as a contractor and just kind of so in in my field I feel like it's kind of almost like yeah you can get like an agency job you can get a job with a company but you can also it's kind of encouraged almost to build your portfolio it's like you could freelance you can contract you can kind of make your own schedule. And so that's that's kind of what I'm where I'm at now. And I, I like really enjoy it. I don't feel like, uh, you know, I don't feel like my benefits and my income, I'm relying on someone or a third party. I feel like, oh, no, it's, it's all on me. If I want to have a nice month. I got to grind for it. If I want to have a not as nice month, I guess I can take it easy. But it's nice to be able to have that flexibility. So, so, that, so that's what made it worth it. So you find liberating. An old guy like me finds scary. I mean, I you know that that I you know I kind of grew up in a generation where you know you have to have insurance, you have to think about pensions. I mean, we don't have pensions anymore, but I'm so quaint that I will even mention we're pension. But you know that that when I was you know younger, I mean, it was like well, you had to get married. You, I mean, all my decisions were kind of driven by tradition, I guess. And and so I, I guess it's just so fascinating now that you know everything kind of for me non-traditional. But but is that I mean, is it, you, you're saying it's liberating, but is there sometimes you think, well, I don't know, as I get gray like old man Webb with two Bs, not the profitable one B, but um, I don't know. I mean, what do you, I, I guess, you know, I, I, there's a question in there somewhere. So what do you see as your future future? I mean, do you think eventually you'll be in an agency with all that, you know, safeguards and, and you know, 
safety nets or or do you kind of see yourself maybe having your own business? Well, I was going to say, with that, with the whole way for me, it's worked out. And personally, just like, I feel like every, probably every week is a like, oh, you know, this is, I'm doing this, but also, so it, it is, a, it is a lot like kind of a little scary and it, and it is like very up to the individual. I'm able to do a lot of it because I was in the military and I have military benefits like the going to school. And that I know is not an option for a lot of folks. And so super thankful that that worked out for me. And, but yeah, there's times where I'm like, oh, I don't really have the traditional safety net of a job. And so I tend to go, oh, you know, I, I do miss that, but then I don't. So I don't know for right now, I am okay with where I'm at. Cause I'm, I feel good on, in, on the inside. I'm even on a slow month for me. I'm still like, you know, I'm happy though. At the end of the day, I can always feel like I can always be resourceful and just, like I said, grind it out if I need to do the things I need to. But for right now, I think at least for the next five to 10, I, I think I'm cool doing my own thing. And I think maybe one day, yeah, I would like to move towards like establishing myself more as like a business owner and doing something like that. Cause I think the more I, that I'm not in that traditional role is the more I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I really want to go back. So it, it just, it just all depends. But yeah, there's, there's definitely scary times where it's like, Oh, I'm not necessarily doing this, but you know, just, just being focused on remembering what it was like before and remembering where, where I'm at now. I just have to keep that in my mind. And also I just feel like, and it's kind of one of the uh, a thing from the military too, is like, you never want to come out, you know, I guess it would be like, you never want to come out against yourself, even if you don't think you're going to do great. Like you never no, you know, no professional sports players like, guys, I hope we don't lose today. It's always like, no, we got to win. And if you don't win, hey, let's focus on the next thing and let's keep moving forward. So it's kind of like that. I, yeah, it's scary, but I can't let myself feel like, oh, you know, for too long, I have to keep moving because life never stops. So. I think one thing the the pandemic kind of taught me, at, at least, is, is that, you know, first of all, I, I think I'm the non-traditional one <laughs> anymore, you know, having worked as long as I have, you know, at two jobs. I mean, I, I'm really kind of the, the oddball, the weirdo in the room. But I, I think the, the pandemic taught us just how many people have, you know, really a part of the gig economy. I mean, you know, they, they, the gig economy being that kind of non-traditional, or I say non-traditional again, and but, but not working necessarily a 40-hour one place with benefits, and, you know, that so many, even nurses and, you know, professionals are really kind of in this this gig economy and it, it is kind of liberating because you know that when you do a project that job is done right i mean you know chapters closed and have you found that that the work has been steady i mean have you been able to you know string it along that you're not uh you know yeah i would, I would say like i would say pretty steady for for where i'm at in my career i have no uh complaints really it's it's pretty steady i might have like a couple busy months and then maybe a slow month and then back to being busy so it seems to pick up. I maybe have, I guess, out of the whole year, maybe like three months where it might be slow, but they're spread out through the whole year. So it's never, I haven't hit a patch where it's, you know, fingers crossed, I haven't hit a patch where it's just been like, oh, there's nothing. So I, I would say it's pretty steady. And like I said, it's just one of those things where it's like, at this point, the money is, you know, we all need money. We got to pay bills. But at this point, as long as I get the bills and responsibilities taken care of, if I'm, I got the free, I have my time and that, that's something that's like, yeah, employees, you know, employers can't really, it's kind of hard to uh, negotiate time, free time for yourself. 
You know, just be able to go and walk and not have to be thinking about, oh, when I get to work tomorrow, you know, or I can actually feel like, oh, I'm in, it's Saturday, you know, I'm giving myself a break or it's the weekend. I don't have to think about, it allows me to give, not have to think about work, you know. Well, it's not a, for, it's a non-traditional work schedule. Tony, what, what did you find in, in the folks you, you, you talked to? Is, is Chris typical? I keep going that typical and traditional. I don't know. I, I, I need to get out my source and find some new words. And, I'll, you know, while you talk, I'll, I'll look up some new words here. Okay. Well, while you do that, Craig, yeah, I would say Chris's view on that is is pretty normal. Uh, the other 11 people that I talked to in my series, um, most of them were saying, you know, if you want to change careers, if what you're doing doesn't make you happy, they were like, go. Just you know, like probably leave on good terms would be a also good added bonus to that. But, you know, do not let what you're doing now and your thought that you have to stay there keep you from maybe evolving into something and going somewhere else or starting your own business. And it may just be more fulfilling. Um, that seemed to be like a really big kind of concept that a lot of people were saying is more important than anything else. Are you fulfilled and happy with what you're doing? Because if you're going to be doing if you're going to be working for 40 years, you better like it. Tony, I mean, you're you're kind of like me, though. I mean, you're I mean, you're younger, but you kind of joined the Beacon fairly. How long has it been? You joined us full time. It's been about a year. Oh, it'll be it'll be a year in June. So. So yeah. there are different paths to journalism, too. Right. I mean, you could you could have got the gig economy. I mean, and, and you know, worked on projects and, and worked for, you know, part time or, you know, dove in full time. What, what made you make your decision? I mean, what kind of shaped you? Well, I maybe I'm like you with this, Craig, uh, or maybe it's just the way I grew up. I like security. I like knowing I, I like having a calendar that I get to write down payday every other week. Um, <laughs> so I um, I and, you know, I grew up in a pretty secure environment, but I like having benefits and everything. And even though, you know, you work nine to five, you know, five days a week and I have to plot everything around that. To me personally, it's worth it to know that I have a retirement and sick days and blah, 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 uh, and all the, I guess, uh, traditional parts that come with that. And so that's kind of what shaped my decision in, you know, going to the Beacon. And I plan to be here for quite a while longer. So um, versus, you know, I do, I do know some of the people, you know, I graduated college with went out and they freelanced and. Uh, did their own separate things and are kind of going story by story, making their way. But personally for me, and that's just, it's been a little scary for me. So <laughs> I didn't do that. Well, we went through that too. I mean, my, you know, I've always kind of been full-time, but my wife, we, we had five kids, full disclosure again, and probably more information you ever want to know about me. But, you know, so my wife stopped working. Um, So she was, so we were dual income, no kids. We were dinks, as they call them. And then we went from just one income. And so she would freelance. And, and Chris, you probably talked to this, that sometimes... She had clients that would hold an invoice for 30 days. She has some clients that paid right away. So it was always this like mystery, you know, going, you know, now you've been mowing things. So you kind of know instantly when it arrived, but, you know, going to the mailbox and say, no paycheck. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, how do you find, I mean, you, you, you find that you're being in the gig economy, your clients pay timely. I mean, is it, is it kind of, you have to wait for pay for pay? I mean, like I said, some of the, in the past, they would hold it for 30 days. It'd be like, oh, you know, it'd be 45 days before we get paid. Well, I was going to say one of my things I learned early on, I would say, uh, within like probably a year within the freelancing was, oh, ask for 50% uh, up front. Uh, that, that definitely helps. Or even if it's not 50, even if you 30, 40, make it so that, you know, you're not like when you get that, when you finish that project, 
you're waiting on that final last invoice. Make it so that you're not hurting for that invoice. So that that's like one of the things. It's like things like that you start picking up on. But yeah, that is like one of the things with, I guess, freelancing. But then the other thing and a lot of the reasons that probably drove me to this path more so than others. Like I said, I was in the military. I did six years. I got hurt. I uh, had a, a training incident. It uh, gave me a traumatic brain injury and a side effect of seizures. And I did all the things that I was supposed to do, but I still ended up getting stuck with like medical debt. Still get end up getting stuck with like symptoms and all that like lifelong symptoms. And from then on, it was just like for me, my outlook changed. And I know it's different for every person whether they want a traditional role or a non-traditional role. Slowly becoming traditional, but uh, one of the things that that kind of changed my outlook on like you could do all the right things, and that doesn't mean it'll always work out. And at the end of the day, the only person that has to sit with all that is going to be you. So that that was like one of the big things that kind of swayed me or not swayed me, but just like made me look at things of like, well, I could try to do all the things. So let me, you know, I want to if I'm if I'm going to be on this journey or whatever, I want to I want to make the decisions and the choices as much as possible. Well, so. I do love your, your your one quote. I can't let business workplace define an aspect of my life. Us defining our lives is one of the few things that we truly own in this world. Yeah. And you own it. And you own it. I try to as much as I can. I mean, there's still, you know, there's still things you have to, you know, fall in line with. And, you know, there's stuff you still got to do. And like Tony was saying, like keeping things professional and stuff, even with uh, whether you decide to change careers or not, always leave trying to leave on good terms as best you can. But yeah, one of the few things you own is the way you live your life and the way you choose to live your life. And I just feel like sometimes like work won't, maybe we'll kind of maybe determine how that can be but it doesn't always have to be the final thing and like i said i had a i had a whole experience uh in the military with getting hurt and just that 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 changed a lot of things for me because it taught me how short life is and just how yeah at the end of the day you know i kind of want to be able to make the things for myself and you know taking some other outside consideration but at the end of the day i think each of us should make our own choices as much as we can well you've taken something that you know, was negative, right? I mean, you know, getting hurt, never great. And it really has defined you and maybe in a weird way been the best thing that ever happened, right? I mean, we, yeah, yeah, I would, I would, Tony and I and clicking in at seven o'clock in the morning for a meeting, a Zoom meeting, but you know, but because that happened, it really kind of changed your, your, your outlook. I mean, that, that really sometimes, you know, an adversity in life makes it better. I mean, that sounds, sounds weird to say, but. You can definitely turn something around and make it positive, or at least use that to, as your motivation, or at least use it to see a different perspective. Um, I can't because I don't think I would have been where I am now if that didn't happen. I couldn't, you know, before then I was just, I don't know, I'd probably be working somewhere nine to five, never thinking twice about it. But that whole experience kind of set these things in motion that I never thought would happen, but they're starting to happen. So, you might have settled for a safe job, you know, but now you've, you've kind of, well, I mean, true, right? I mean, you might have settled yeah, for a safe definitely. job, but because of that, you determined to fight and, and really, you know, carve your, you know, what you really love in life. And, and you know, I mean, you're living exactly. a dream. And, I, well, and <laughs> I was going to say, and that makes it um with those, like we were talking about with those, the short months or like all the freelancing hangups and things that happen. For me, that makes it always like, puts things into perspective because I'm always like, no, no. 
if it's going to be a short month, it's going to be a short month. I got to move on because it could always be worse. And like, I've been through some pretty, you know, worse things as far as like medically and stuff. So, uh, you know, I've, I've had, I think I've had about nine seizures. Uh, had my head like four to five times. So, you know, I'm starting to, as I get older, I'm starting to feel the effects of that. When I, when this all happened, I was like early twenties. And so like, it didn't really hit because that's how brain injuries are. They, they come later. They, you feel the stuff later in life. And as I get older and I'm starting to see the effects, I'm like, yeah, well, if whatever's going to happen, is going to happen, but I want to do as much as I can on my own terms. And so if it's going to be a short month, I'll be all right. Like, I'll, we'll figure something out. Well, what a great conversation. So I want to thank both of you um, for joining us. And as we continue on with our decisions um, series. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, both. thanks, Greg. Thanks for coming on here, Chris. We appreciate it. Thank you, Tony. Thanks, Craig. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.